Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I thank God for this opportunity and thank the many volunteers who make this possible. I was a Latter-day Saint, a faithful Latter-day Saint, for over 60 years. I love the LDS people, especially, of course, my family and friends, and I hope things are said tonight that will, uh, will soften hearts. And before we begin, I'd like to offer a short word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we ask for your spirit to be with us tonight, that the things that are said will be in tune with your will, that hearts will soften and people will understand. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Tonight we have Tom Krause with us. Hi. Tom, welcome. It's good to be here. We appreciate you sharing your story with us. And as we've talked a little bit uh, today, uh, we realize that we have a lot of things in common. So this should be so, very yes. interesting. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit about your time as a Latter-day Saint. Well, I think I uh, was baptized when I was eight. Yeah. So I was just a little shaver. Um, so I kind of came under the bar. I wasn't a convert, but I came from a part member family. Oh. My dad was a, is, he's still alive, but a lifelong active member of the Lutheran Church. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, that, but I, you know, even from an early age, when I was f six years old or so, I kind of gravitated to go to church with my mom. Yeah. Uh, we always lived out in the boonies of the LDS church, meaning... Out in the mission I, field? Yeah, <laughs> I, did, I didn't live in a, a ward or a stake until I went to BYU, in fact, and, yeah. uh, you know, so it was always out somewhere in little dinky branches, and... Yeah. How did your dad feel about you getting baptized? Um, I remember when he allowed it, you yeah. know, I, I don't know that how much my parents talked about it, because I was little and didn't yeah. know, but right. he was a little reticent, and then uh, when he saw, I have an older brother, and when he saw how much desire we had to be baptized. Yeah. He just relented let you one do evening. It. Yeah, and it wasn't, you know, a negative thing. And yeah. We were very excited. So you were active in your teen years and oh, yeah. so on? You went yeah. you were a scout and deacon and teacher Well, yeah, and I, we lived in one little tiny branch when we lived in Minnesota, and there were no scouts, but, oh. you know, I did those things, and, uh, yeah. you know, we went to church every Sunday, and, yeah. and uh, yeah, when I was in high school, we moved to a different town that had a bigger branch. Okay. Very active there, and did seminary, and Oh, did you have seminary? Yeah, we Early had the, morning seminary. Well, it was actually home study seminary, okay. so we kind of did it on our own, met once yeah. a week on Sundays, and okay. then once a month we'd go to a, a central branch there in yeah. Huron, South Dakota, and just meet with other kids. Wow. Yeah, it was and then you uh, eventually came out west? Was that well, in yeah, years? Or? My, uh, my family on my mom's side, very LDS, uh, my great third great grandmother joined the church, or her family actually. She was only a little kid too when she, mm -hmm. they joined. So you know, Mormon uh, roots, roots go way back, okay. clear back to 1832. Yeah. So anyway, so family was here in Utah. We always you know came, came out to visit, visit. and uh, you know, I growing up in the church, you know, the place to be and uh, to go to college or whatever was BYU. So oh, you came yeah, out to BYU. So I came out to BYU. Now, had you gone on a mission? Uh, uh, 
Well, I was at BYU for two years. Okay. Then, yeah, I was able to go on a mission. Oh, where did you go? To Germany. How was that? I liked it, yeah. yeah. Germany's, it's kind of like I got there and thought, oh, this is where our culture comes from. Okay. You know, without not a lot of culture shock going to, okay. to that part of Europe. And I assume you had a successful mission in yeah. the sense of yeah. sharing your testimony of the oh, yeah. gospel and the yeah. church. Very consistent. And you, you feel like you had a firm testimony of I Joseph Smith yeah. and Book of yeah, Mormon? Yeah, I had those experiences where I felt that I experienced yeah. God, you know, and, yeah. uh, and I, I, I felt firm about it and okay. was able to go out and, uh, and do the track. Now at BYU, of course, you take educational <coughs> classes. Yeah. And that, uh, ever anything ever come up that disturbed you or bothered you during this well, time? Well, not so much in that time. Okay. I do remember one year, and this was before going on a mission or going to, to uh, BYU, I, uh, my older sister, there were three of us in our family, children, and she was here in Salt Lake. She's quite a bit older than I am. And she was unfortunately going through a divorce, and I was mm. 16 at the time. So I came out here to kind of watch the kids that summer. Yeah. And I remember, I thought, well, I'm going to read the Book of Mormon, because I hadn't really read it. And it was the first time, and I started reading through it, and it just seemed kind of flat, two-dimensional is what I mean by that. Really? Um, I thought, oh, I, what was really interesting, being that young, yet it just, you know, I, I was a little put off, I guess, by the, everything was so heroic. So over know. the top. Over kind the of top, thing. yeah, it was almost, you know, I, I say it now, I don't think I said it then to myself, but yeah. it was like reading a graphic novel, you know. Really? Everything was just, you know, the heroes were too heroic, the stories were too neat and clean. You know, you know, I, I think B.H. Roberts said something about that, yeah. about the Book of Mormon being more of a, not fairy tale, but more of a, maybe two-dimensional is a yeah. good way of saying it. Not yeah. a lot of depth. No, not much depth, yeah. yeah. And later, as I would, well, and it was interesting, one year when we did uh, home study right. uh, seminary, it was the Old Testament. And the Old Testament's just kind of messy. <laughs> and I mean that in a nice way. Yeah. Stories that go nowhere, yeah. uh, characters that show up and go and away, gone, gone yeah. you know, and you think, well, this is kind of odd. And that's that doesn't exist in the Book of Mormon. Yeah. And so the Book of Mormon just kind of felt contrived. Okay. And uh, Interesting. That, uh, I look back and it, I, I believed in it and wanted to believe in it and you know you kind of get in that. You prayed about it. Yeah. And that stuff. You know, and I, had the good feelings. Yeah. But I never really had a Book of Mormon experience as oh, far as okay. yeah this is the foundation of my testimony. Okay. More the concept of a prophet. Yeah. Joseph Smith. You know, he's and the leaders, the yeah, current leaders, yeah, and so on. Right. So did you, uh, after you came back from your mission, you went back to BYU? Right. Oh, and it's did. kind of ironic. Uh, I don't know if it's ironic, but <laughs> while I was there, my parents, my dad retired, and they moved to Orem. So oh, when I goodness. came home from my mission, you know, I had plans to go and be with old companions or whatever. And, but I, frankly, I went to... Uh, church with my mom yeah. you know, in their ward there and man, there were a lot of pretty girls in Orem, huh? <laughs> yeah and they had a very active young adult program okay and so I thought well I'm not going to some campus <laughs> ward I just stayed in my home ward in fact that's where I met my wife was it right there yeah. in Orem huh? yeah and was she going to BYU uh -huh. as well yeah okay yeah. And so, how, and you finished out BYU and, and yeah, eventually, as an active I mean, member of the church? Yeah, active I mean, member of the church. Uh, we started our family. We have five sons. Okay. And, uh, you know, and they're 
grown. They're and all during adults. this time, you were holding callings and oh yeah, and yeah, and you know, kind of that the usual spectrum. You know, yeah. started out teaching a lot of Sunday school and things like that. Young men's presidency, young men's president, uh, gospel doctrine teacher, Sunday school teacher. You know, the usual okay. kind of run of the mill things that way. And then, as I got a little older, in my late forties. Was a high priest group leader for a few years. Wow! And then uh, was called to the high council. Now doing this, ultimately in a bishopric. Oh, okay. Was there anything along this way that kind of well bothered you? Yeah, I. A lot of times with people, and I hear their stories, it's either something doctrinal or doctrinal or the history, something kind of bugged them. Uh, I think or, where it really my rumblings, that's what I refer to them as, started up was when I was on the high council, and we go out to the ward conferences. And I just, there was just a, I'll hyphenate the word, a dis-ease, you know. That in just, your mind. In my mind. I couldn't pin it down. I didn't know what it was. I hmm. just was stirred up inside. Now, what you were saying is that you didn't have any doctrinal problems, really. Not really. Not, and you not weren't, initially. You weren't a sinner. Uh, no, no. We're all sinners. Of course, we know that now. But yes. uh, <laughs> you weren't a big sinner no, as far as the church no. was concerned. Right. And, and you hadn't... Uh, fallen uh, no. away that way, but just this dis-ease. Dis-ease, and it got so bad. I remember, I don't have a specific time frame, but it was a it, kind of a non-verbal thought. I don't know how to explain it, but it was, I finally kind of got some verbal, put it to words. I just, I can remember one time, and this was probably about 1999, early in the year, where I just finally said it, I wish I'd never heard of Joseph Smith and never heard of Mormonism. And that shocked me. I thought, I can't be thinking uh, that. Well, that's, that's heretical. That's <laughs> way heretical. And yeah. I thought, oh my word, what's going on here? Well, you know, and I would think, well, that must be Satan chasing after me. So what do I do? Of course, start looking inwardly, going to the temple more, oh, making sure I pay my tithing on every dime, you know, whatever it is. Because as you've as you feel like you're drawing away from God, it's because... Right. It's got to be me. It's got to be you. It's got to be me. Yeah. God, uh, God's withdrawing, as we're taught. You know, as yeah. you mess up, God will... And when he does that, Satan moves in and tries right. to deceive you. And so what do you do is you try to pursue God. And try to work and, harder and yeah. see if you can... And it just doesn't work. No. And uh, that just wears you out. Yeah. You, I, I just... I would go to church... And, and all this time you were on the high... Oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I was on the high council and then uh, was released from that and within a fairly short time was called into Indeed. a bishopric. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. you well, I'm just you. saying that... Well, I don't remember what I was saying, but it was just, you know, those feelings carried over through that time frame, you know, kind but of put it in perspective, 99, 2000, yeah. 2001, held my temple recommend, paid my tithing, the whole bit, but boy, it was tough. And uh, then I was, they reorganized the bishopric. I was released, uh, and it just got worse. I don't know, I'd go to priesthood, and it... And again, it wasn't doctrinal per no, se? I mean, it wasn't, se, no. it was just, was it maybe a lack of Jesus in the... I mean, maybe looking back on it now, was it... Yeah, just, I would think that was would it. Would that maybe you know, part uh, of it? I don't know, if, you know, we live here in the Salt Lake area. I found, uh, I'm not a raging liberal, but I'm a little more open in some of my thinking politically or whatever and it was just disconcerting to go to priesthood for example and have a lot of political talk and okay i just you know yeah didn't have the whatever to raise my hand and say <laughs> hey wait a minute and it, I, you know it, it wasn't so much that it just 
why are we talking that way and not talking about the gospel okay you know and uh, and so, it kind of came to no it came to a head um, there was a period of time yeah there was a lot of uh, frustration anger kind of dumped my bucket on my wife a lot we oh. for many years we just go out every weekend you know every Saturday night or whatever and go to dinner or something and I you know there's a lot of anger and frustration and uh, I finally started kind of uh, writing in my journal so the reason that's important I find it ironic that I started up journal writing to process my feelings about, about the, the church. church but I could do my ranting and raving and writing and I'm glad I did because I can pinpoint it was in September of 2007 went to church and all the negative feelings everything that you know just bugged me to the core yeah. even the the nonverbal whatever landed on me that day that day and it was so intense I just couldn't we had sacrament meeting first so I just walked out the back door I, I got to go home walked home two blocks away and I never went back now that wasn't a decision like I'm never going back there or anger or anything like that. I just came to the next Sunday and I just can't do it. Wow. Can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. Well, I've come to, you know, I, I realize we don't have time here to explain how I come to a conviction that that was the Holy Spirit driving me out. Speaking to yeah. you maybe this whole time that you yeah. would were having this disease that you It was the, uh, Holy, was the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit saying you need to, to be moving. You. Yeah. Well, so uh, your relationship with Jesus, with God, uh, during the LDS time was yeah, I, was normal. Yeah, LDS, I, I think. Or? Well, that's hard to say. It was separate from yeah uh, normal LDS. Yeah, I would say that. As but it was actually it it didn't come via the church directly or even indirectly. I think the most intense. I don't, don't want to use the word intense, but the most definitive. Jesus experience I had was while I was at BYU and I was reading doing a, a reading assignment for my New Testament class and I just felt Jesus's presence like I never had before wow. and so that and similar experiences maybe not of that you look back now and think word. wow that was, maybe though yeah. God was yeah God was there he was showing there. me who he was oh. and um, so Kind of in this time period of turmoil, and after I quit participating, that's how I, I became a non-participating uh, Latter-day Saint. Uh, it wasn't too long, a few weeks, I uh, finally wrestled up the courage to express to my wife that I really don't believe Joseph Smith was a prophet. I don't trust the Book of Mormon. It was a little difficult because I trust my wife. Sure. Uh, you know, I... I what was I her reaction? Well, and that was an interesting thing because I thought, well, is she going to just throw me off or tell me to get out well she didn't do that and I, she started asking just some probing questions well where is your faith what do you mm -hmm. believe in and we came to uh, found that you know similar center place and that's that we both had you know faith in God believed in God I hadn't lost that by any means and then the other thing was that we both trusted the Bible especially the, the New Testament and she and, felt that same way right and well, she good. said well let's let's place our common faith there well independent of each other you know I, we just started reading the New Testament Wow! and I love the old or the uh, King James Version I don't have any problem with that uh, my experience as a missionary I found it interesting when I was got to where I could read German to read 
the Book of Mormon, for example, in German, was eye-opening, you know, just to have that different perspective. Really? I huh. saw things I didn't see before, and so I thought, well, I'm going to go get a different translation. So I went and bought a, an NIV Bible okay. and started reading that. So while my wife would go off to church and with our three younger sons, the two older ones had already left home, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I felt a little guilty about that, but I would read, the, read Bible. the Bible for a while and also flip through the stations, and that's where I discovered Charles Stanley. Oh. And I thought... You know, and it's I a listened. pastor on TV. Yeah, the pastor on TV, and I thought, oh, Barney Fife. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> oh, he's got little, that uh -huh. southern accent. And But the thing that was really striking, listening to him, and then I started listening very consistently. He came on at 11 o'clock every Sunday while they were at church, is I just came to the realization that if this is what Christianity teaches, then what I heard at church about what Christianity was about was not true. Oh. There's more depth, very clear, uh, consistent, uh, cogent. There's more to Christianity. There's more to Christianity than, than, than all those teach. poor lost souls. They don't know what they're doing. It was like, wow, these guys really have it dialed in. And you know, pastors like Charles Stanley are very, uh, you know, very Bible-centered. Didn't seem to get off on a lot of. Uh, into the world stuff or anything, just spoke the out saving the message out of the Bible of Jesus Christ. And that was very appealing to me. And that spoke to, to you? That really spoke to me. Well. And uh, anyway, I, that's kind of how I progressed, but that was four years, 2003 till 2007, and uh, then mm -hmm. things kind of took a turn. A lot of thoughts, a mm -hmm. lot of prayers, a lot of yeah, searching yeah. and stuff. So what right. was the turn in 2007? Well, it goes to this sense that I wanted a relationship with God. I wasn't feeling super connected, but yet connected. I don't know how to describe yeah. that. Um, I woke up one night, and I'm not trying to make some big deal of this. It was just, you know, that time in July, early August when it's hot and muggy, even here in the desert. And I uh, got up and went out, gave up trying to sleep, went outside and just sat on the back patio with my dog sniffing the air. <laughs> and I started praying, and it was one of those prayers, and I guess if I've ever said the sinner's prayer, that was that it. That was it? I was done. I mean, I just couldn't figure it After out. After four years, yeah. you're, you're ready to... And I said, you know, to, to God, just take it. I can't, I don't know what to do. I can't get over the hump. It's like I've been running along the, the chasm, the canyon, yeah. trying to find a way across to you, and I can't. I it. know you're there. Come I, get me, I type of thing. You. Yeah, all those things. Take, take, take and over. I went in the house, and it wasn't intense, and I wasn't crying or any of those, just, but it was the most authentic prayer I think I've ever said, just because it was from such a deep, from deep place. And I was sitting there, kind of standing there in a kitchen, musing, and I thought, oh, wait a minute, I was praying to Jesus. I'd never done that before. And I've heard people say that they prayed to Jesus, and that was kind of one of their turning points. And I thought, oh, well, not at the time, but since yeah. then. Um, and that, I thought, wow, that's different. As God. As God, not as, as my big brother God. and not as the... But this is, I'm talking to I Jesus. I was talking to Jesus as God. Wow. And things really changed quickly 
Did you share that. this with your wife? Uh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I have, and yeah, you know, but, but when? Sense, yeah. But no, I, I didn't say, oh, I had this great experience. I need to share this with you. I don't recall doing that. Now, were you going to... Uh, you weren't going to LDS church. No. Were you going to any church well, at this point? Well, what happened is my father is Lutheran, yeah, as I said. Yeah. Uh, he's getting up there in his years, and my sister and I, we were talking one day, and we didn't, how are we going to get funeral arrangements? So she said, would you go talk to a pastor, Lutheran pastor, and see what we need to do? Well, I did. Because he would want to be. Yeah, and I was aware person. of through various ways of, of a Lutheran church, and so I contacted the pastor, and I noticed that he had been LDS. He had left the church when he was about 19. Oh. And so I uh, explained what was going on with our dad and what our concerns were and yeah. said, and I'd like to talk with you. Well, to make a long story short, I went and spoke with him, and he invited me to a Bible study that he conducts. It was quite unique, and so I was involved with that, started in early October of 2007 and just over time started going to church uh, his, my wife started yeah church? my wife would come to church and and it's a liturgical with yeah with me because okay. like well, yeah he's going to church somewhere yeah, and yeah. then she'd go off to church on her own at the LDS church, at the LDS okay. church and I was just almost thunderstruck because I had been a little bit here and there maybe four or five times in my life honest with my dad after I was yeah. six or seven years old. But to listen, especially their senior pastor, to listen to him speak so clearly the message of the good news. It's like, hey, this is good news. I used to just spoke out of the sit, Bible. Yeah. And I used to sit there almost in tears because I had never heard anybody ever speak like that in my life. And it wasn't this wild, ranting, raving, anything like that. Yeah. It was just calmly expressing the Christian Isn't message. that beautiful? Yeah. That's one of the things that I've noticed most, too, that they teach out of the Bible. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> they have a message that's Christ-centered, and it's all about you and God and, yeah. Yeah. and grace and, and yeah, His and gift grace. of eternal life uh, just by believing yeah. and trusting. And, this, and to understand, to, to come to understand a little more clearly and what grace is, you know, I've always heard it. It's this enabling power yeah. that allows you or helps you to be able to do all the stuff you need to do. And no, it's not that. Grace is a relationship. It's relationship-based. It's yeah. God, Jesus Christ, uh, well, I, I giving thought of you grace. what you can't do. Yeah, I, I thought of grace when you were saying you went back to the church when you did that one time and mm -hmm. made sure your tithing was current, went yeah. to the temple more often, well, did yeah. your callings, did all those things. It's just like being on a little oh, treadmill, yeah. and and you don't draw any closer to God, do no. you, doing those? What you get is exhausted, yeah. spiritually laid flat on the floor. Yeah. You I couldn't move. Where the Bible teaches us that this yeah. gift of eternal life is a gift, and you right. can't add anything to it, and right. it's a, it's a right. beautiful... <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing, and when I encountered the book of Romans, for me, that was also Isn't changing. that wonderful? It's like, man, here's the whole gospel. Had you read that before? No. I mean, had you well, read it as a Latter-day Saint? Mm, not really. Oh. Well, what I, I mean is, I'm sure I have. I don't yeah. remember. But what, I, what I'm thinking while we're talking here is while I would read through in this time when I just finally said, I'm going to read the book of Romans, uh, I recognized the uh, proof verses that yeah, I've used through my life. In the mission you know, and so yeah. on, yeah. You know, I'm not ashamed of the gospel and those sorts of things. But 
what really hit me very powerfully, you know, you, Paul lays out the problem, yeah. and then in chapter three, right in the middle, and but now, but but now, now. Yeah. and boy, that just hit home. Yeah. And I find but now statements all through yeah. Paul's writings. And therefores yeah. and stuff. And the therefores, yeah. But now, Jesus Christ. And I thought, wow. And that section in the NIV, I mean, it was, it, it's so clear to read it in, in language that I, is more accessible to me than you know, Elizabethan English. Mm -hmm. But now Jesus Christ came, and it's through faith alone in wow. Christ alone. Yeah. You know, and I thought, wow. This well, to bring your story... Powerful. More toward the end here, uh -huh. I guess. Your wife, uh, did she continue in with the church? Did she eventually Well, yeah, and, you know, it was interesting that her participation got smaller and smaller and smaller. At the church. Ultimately, at the Mormon church. Ultimately, she'd go to church, and one Sunday she came home. What are you doing home early? Uh-oh. <laughs> she went and took sacrament. And came, came home, home. And that's how it was. And she had what I call her, oh, dear, moment. She would come home, oh, dear. Oh, they said she would, something. Right. She would open up the <laughs> NIV exactly. Bible, and it, things weren't jibing, and she was having some difficulty with, how is it possible that Jesus, shortly after his resurrection, could come here and say the exact same words that haven't even been written yet? Mm. You know, because whether it was the Gospels written in 60 or 80, yeah. 80, whenever they were written, you know, 20, 30, 40 years later, yeah. the exact word for word, yeah. it's just impossible. And even some of the Elizabethan errors. Errors that in and all those things. I don't know that she got into yeah. that depth. And yeah. somewhere in that time frame, we were talking about something one day, and where do you get this from? And I said, well, do you really want it? And I <laughs> went over to the bookshelf and handed her uh, Grant Palmer's book. And, and that started that uh, really started some thinking. things. And she dropped a bombshell, which was a very good one. I was going to this Bible study. We were going to church, and then she'd go to church, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. And it was in the spring of 2008. And she says, well, i got a few things I want to write in my life story, and then I'm ready to resign my membership. And oh, I, boy. I just thought, You wow. weren't expecting that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Not that I was pushing for that really uh, it was kind of maybe a hope but yeah. and we resigned together in the summer of 2008 uh, summer of 2009 received Christian baptism what by you, immersion yeah oh have you yeah oh, that's wonderful yeah. so how what do you think the Mormons misunderstand about Christians we got just a couple of minutes well left. I think really I've already said to me what is most important is they misunderstand that Christianity really is not some flaky hodgepodge of weird beliefs it is centered in I mean that exists yeah. out there I'm yeah. not saying that yeah. but when you listen to reputable or consistent pastors or whatever or do reading theological type readings the message of the saving message of Jesus Christ comes through loud and clear and there's a depth of thought whether you read Catholic writers or Protestant writers uh, at one point I bought uh, Martin Luther's commentary on Galatians. Just amazing how Christ-centered it how was. How Christ-centered and deep and clear So you have glory in your relationship with Jesus now that, yeah. that yeah. you've never Very had personal. before. Yeah. For me personally, that curtain yeah. or the whatever in the temple has been ripped. And that's what yeah. happened after Jesus right. was crucified, exactly. I mean, that, right? that's, that, was, <laughs> that relationship with God is direct. Well, Not through the mediator Thomas. of a church. Tom, it was wonderful for you, of you to share your testimony with us tonight. You bet. And, uh, 
I just, uh, I glory in Christ and we praise Him and we're so grateful and why He's able to move in our lives now and scriptures that never meant anything to me as mm -hmm. a Latter-day Saint have just opened up and have become yep. such a part of my life now and, yeah. Same and yours too. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, thanks and I yeah, appreciate it. And good luck in your the rest of your journey in life. and. There's more to come. Well, you Latter-day Saints and others listening, we appreciate your spending your evening with us. We hope you, we've said something that will touch your heart. And uh, we see you next week. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.